So welcome everyone to this very first episode of Outring Tinnitus. I'm Frida from Berlin and I am the founder of Outring Tinnitus and the podcast where really everything should be about how you live a better life despite the tinnitus, how you shift your attention away from the tinnitus and onto the things that are most interesting and most important in your life overall, whether it is family, um, your hobbies, your work, you uh, doing the things you love. It is really important that you don't give the tinnitus the space that it's uh, claiming from you, but that you really allow yourself to um, forget about the tinnitus in certain instances and live a life that's uh, pretty much the same life as it was before you started suffering from tinnitus. Today in this episode, in this very first episode, I want to tell you a bit about my story with uh, tinnitus and why I decided to become a personal tinnitus coach and try and help as many people as possible to live their better and a better life despite the tinnitus. So here comes the very first intro. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Before we get into the episode, a quick word to our sponsor. Actually, we don't really have a sponsor. Well, I myself am the sponsor of this podcast. See, I've been working to make this podcast work for about two years now. Been um, releasing episodes so you guys can get the most from what I do as a tinnitus coach, helping people worldwide to live their best life despite tinnitus. And today, in my own words, my own personal ad for our new tinnitus management platform. You can access the community management platform at www.mytinnitus.club and we have a fantastic management platform where you can access weekly videos all around the topic of managing tinnitus, um, tinnitus and cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, sleeping better with tinnitus, but you can also directly access from the membership platform events, the live events and the community live coaching sessions that we hold every few days. Another very great feature is that you have the ability to contact other members and if you set your settings uh, you can even allow other people to see whether they are near you. So you can meet up with people from your area with tinnitus and who knows maybe you're even going to make a few friends. So if you want to participate in our new tinnitus management platform go to www.mytinnitus.club you can get access for three days for free um, check out all the different topics, check out all the different possibilities to take online courses and to finally start living your best life despite tinnitus. Thank you very much for supporting the project and I'll see you there very soon. I want to start this uh, small episode with um, a bit of information on myself and why I came to be a tinnitus coach and um, my personal story with tinnitus. So... I have tinnitus since I was 19 years old. I am turning 30 this year in July. Um, so I've had tinnitus for about 11 years. I was born deaf on my left ear. My mom had an infection during pregnancy and there was a high chance that I was going to be disabled. So being deaf only on one side is um, uh, arguably the biggest disability that I am suffering from. 
well, maybe if you ask my wife, there are a few other shortcomings that I might offer, but I think my um, hearing is uh, the biggest disability that I have. Um, yeah, so I was uh, born deaf on my left ear and my right ear was always pretty much uh, fine. I was always hearing 100% on my right ear. Nevertheless, I used to visit a school for deaf and hard of hearing when I was a child for a couple of years. Um, and I actually really enjoyed that because I really liked um, the inclusiveness. Like everyone was very different. Um, but I can still remember that some of the kids, the hearing aids they had would be, for example, uh, one had a hearing aid that was in the uh, Bayern Munich color or another one from a competitor. And then uh, the girls uh, used to have some uh, uh, Disney uh, princes um, hearing aids. Well, whether this is gendering or not is, is debatable, but at least I really liked that, you know, that there was a degree of individuality already to these like young children who suffer from hearing loss but they like all of them were really confident and we were a group and we belonged together and I, I really I really like the sense of like belonging in that uh, school so to say but I'm drifting off um yes and uh later when I I was older when I was in my uh, teenage years I I obviously started to go clubbing as all the teenagers do but what I unfortunately didn't do is think of hearing protection. And I do remember, like uh, many of us probably do, that my mom used to tell me, um, you have to watch your ears. Like, that's too loud for you. You have to do something about that. And I was like, nah, I'm fine. No one's using hearing protection. This is something that uh, 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 takes away the fun from going to the club and, and celebrating and feeling the bass in your skull and all this kind of like you know nonsense that you that you that you that you say and excuses that you use in order not to uh, not not to be the 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 uncool one the one that is wearing hearing protection while everyone else is just so cool and not wearing hearing protection anyways um yeah and uh that's i think the start of my of my uh, suffering um, that a uh, couple of years later when after I started going to clubs, I uh, woke up one morning when I was 19 and there was this super subtle high-pitched ringing. And this high-pitched ringing over the course of a few years, um, well, obviously got worse, but in the first few weeks, I, I, I didn't pay too much attention to it. I was like, oh yeah, this is probably still going to go away and um, I don't think it's that bad. But um, after a few weeks, when it hadn't gone away, so after like maybe three to six weeks, I think, I went to the ENT, and the ENT was um, giving me a lot of tests, doing a hearing test, doing a lot of like uh, uh, sensitivity tests and so on and so forth, and he looked into my ears. Um, and he said to me like, oh yeah, well, um, you have onset hearing loss. And the fact that you only have one ear left is uh, worrying. And the tinnitus that you have is um, not chronic yet, but after three to six months, it will be. So if you still have the tinnitus in a few months, then there's a good chance that the tinnitus will stay with you. Um, and that really gave me to think um, because he gave me no option. He said, it's not treatable um, as I hadn't had a sudden hearing loss um, or a noise trauma-induced hearing loss. Um, there was nothing that he could immediately do, and I felt very powerless, I must say. I felt very left alone, as, as, so to say, as well, because none of my friends suffered from this issue, and I was the only one. I was 
I mean, I was younger um, uh, than some of them, but most of them were in my age and they used to go the same to the same clubs and uh, spend the same amount of time in the clubs. And I was the only one who's already suffering from hearing issues with 19 years old. Um, and that really gave me to think. So from then on, I actually went um, all in in hearing protection. And I think I even developed a kind of a hyperacusis and a hypersensitivity to um, uh, many sounds. And um, for uh, one or two years, actually, I was wearing hearing protection. I was not overly afraid of damaging my ears more because I was doing something already. But um, two years later... I went back to the ENT and yet I had worsened my condition for some reason. And even though I was wearing hearing protection, maybe not enough, but we don't know anymore. Um, but I was recommended I would should go see an audiologist and maybe get a hearing aid, which is when I did get my first hearing aid. And luckily here in Germany, the insurance companies pay for a for some uh, parts of the hearing aid. But since I only had developed a high pitch hearing um, loss together with the tinnitus, I was not able to pretty much just take any hearing aid, but I had to get a special hearing aid, which luckily my parents financed me because I was still going to university at that time. And then also at university, just a few years later is when it really hit me and the tinnitus got much worse. Um, it was um, one night in Amsterdam and it was King's Night. So that's a big celebration in Amsterdam where um, there is party on boats, there is party everywhere in the streets and it's a massive celebration uh, in April and um, yeah, I used to celebrate with a few friends of mine that I had met during my exchange semesters in South, South Korea and yeah, we had a few beers, a few too many probably um, and were dancing and I was wearing my hearing protection but I think at some point they were not put properly and we were very close to the speakers I think which was another non-smart decision and when I got back home to the place where I was studying at the time in Maastricht in the Netherlands I um, started to having a major 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 increase in my tinnitus like two or three days later and that made me really 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 worried and um, I talked to my dad who's a doctor as well and um, he said I should try to take some steroids still so I did, but um, it never went down again. And that's when I started to have like real problem, problems and real trouble. Um, and that was about six or seven, six years ago, six and a half years ago, when I started to suffer, really suffer from tinnitus. Because at the time I was also writing my bachelor thesis and things weren't going my way completely and I couldn't sleep anymore. Um, I had broken up with a girlfriend in uh, in Korea that was a very tough breakup I was going through. Plus suddenly I was left alone with this tinnitus and going to ENTs and them telling me that, well, I should have protected my ears better and this was done now and there was nothing I could do about it anymore. Um, and this constant, very super loud ringing that I could not do anything about anymore and um, it was driving me crazy. So... Um, yeah, for a few months, two or three months, I luckily finished my bachelor paper, but I was really not well. And um, I finished my bachelor paper. I went on a research trip to Istanbul, but uh, this tinnitus was constantly with me. I remember it, and I, 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 I really, I really did not know what to do anymore. So when I came home after that period of time, 
I had a breakdown at my mom's place and I was crying and, and I was lying in her arms and I was saying like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I, I don't know what to do. Um, and, but I had to continue, right? I, like I, I was not suicidal, but I, I just didn't know what to do anymore. So the first step that I did is I went to my audiologist again and had her adjust my hearing aid again. So I could hear the high pitches a bit better. And that was a massive helper. We'll be right back to the episode in just a few moments. I want to give out another shout to our Tinnitus membership online community. At www.mytinnitus.club, you can access a vast catalog of resources that will help you to manage your tinnitus the best way possible. You can find resources on tinnitus management, tinnitus for sleep, tinnitus and stress, tinnitus and the best mindset that you should be in in order to tackle tinnitus-related issues. And you can access all that content, uh, get to know new members of the community, join our exclusive club for as little as $14.99 per month. You support the cause of what I do and you get exclusive access to so many different things that will help you to get a completely new approach to your tinnitus. So I will see you all at www.mytinnitus.club. And now let's get back into the episode because it is masking the, the, the tinnitus a bit better. Um, as of today, I can still hear it in most environments. So my tinnitus is high-pitched and it's very loud. Um, and I have a high-pitched deafness. So, for example, when I take my hearing aid out, I can't hear any birds anymore, for example. Yes, but the first step that I did was actually then uh, getting my hearing aid uh, properly uh, fixed and uh, set to a degree that would help me um, uh, controlling my tinnitus. Then I started listening to a lot of ASMR videos in order to uh, get to sleep. I remember that when I was really exhausted, I I would just um, go to some ASMR channels, play some videos um, and uh, uh, get some rest by the relaxing voices that I heard. And little by little, I started finding things that would help me to to get better with tinnitus or uh, found environments that would help and support me um, uh, think different about the tinnitus. And um, I was never happy about having tinnitus. Still to this day, I'm not saying I love tinnitus and I want to I wanna recommend everyone to get a tinnitus, but I, I don't have a negative reaction to it either anymore. So um, uh, one of the biggest obstacles that I believe that we um, have to overcome when we suffer from tinnitus is that we um, have this constant reaction of cortisol, cortisone, and adrenaline when we are reminded of the tinnitus. So, for example, in a quiet environment or um, when there is a similar sound to it and uh, we, we, we refocus our attention on the tinnitus instead of on the things that really matter and are important for us in that second. And uh, that triggers these negative reactions. And also, as I have said in many of my videos already, um, will then not allow you to sleep or concentrate or focus or do what's really important for you anymore. Um, which brings me to the next step, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and after these years of uh, suffering a lot and uh, sort of like gathering myself step by step and seeing what I could do next and, and how to advance from one to the next, and, and, uh, but not really having anyone who could help me apart from maybe my audiologist like tailoring the hearing aid to 
um, to 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 a better uh, to help me better cope with the tinnitus. Um, I, I I didn't have anyone, and I wish so much I had found someone. I had someone to exchange the the pain with, and and that would help me and guide me, and maybe share some strategies with me of how I could overcome these difficulties with the tinnitus. And um, uh, and then I started doing my um, my internship in uh, in a in a in Mexico. And afterwards, I went to uh, on to study um, uh, master in laws at the University of Cape Town in South Africa, where I studied together with my best mate. Um, shout out to Dan here. Um, and uh, really, that time was a, a much more happy time. Although I still was struggling with the tinnitus at times, I had more or less coped with it, and I had found my my methods and my strategies of um, how to deal and think about the tinnitus, how to perceive it, how to wrap my cognition, so my perception about the tinnitus, and how to how how my brain was affected by the tinnitus. I think, um, and then afterwards, I went on to uh, take a job in consulting at uh, a big uh, consulting firm here in Germany, which I left after about one year and three months. Um, which is when I went to Mimi Hearing Technologies here in Berlin because I thought they had an amazing mission and still have with a, a medically certified hearing test um, that lets you test your hearing on iOS and Android. And that was raising a lot of awareness for hearing health overall. Um, for example, the Good Hearing Initiative from um, uh, them is uh, still a great thing that I really appreciate uh, raising awareness all over the world on hearing health and hearing issues. Um and after a while of working in business development and marketing at Mimi, I really thought that I um, wanted to share my knowledge that I had gathered about this tinnitus and how to how I personally would cope with the tinnitus and, and share all these strategies for people who either had suffered for a long time from tinnitus already or who just started suffering from tinnitus and who really have a bad and difficult time of um, uh, dealing with that tinnitus. So... Uh, that is when I uh, started thinking about um, uh, starting my own small uh, tinnitus coaching business. Um, and this is uh, six months from now. Um, me recording my podcast and my very first episode where I'm uh, glad that you guys tuned in. Um, I will be sharing a lot of interesting stuff about uh, tinnitus. And um, also, I'm very happy to announce that I will be conducting an interview series with scientists over the topic of what the research on tinnitus is actually, um, where the research on tinnitus is actually at at the moment, because I think one of the major parts and components is that um, people really do suffer and feel left alone with uh, tinnitus because they don't know that about 15% of the average population suffer from tinnitus and only 1% to 3% of them severe, but it is a far bigger factor in our society than we actually like to admit. And that it's proven that it causes... Uh, uh, hearing loss causes uh, early onset dementia in, in some cases or um, that uh, tinnitus can lead to burnout and depression. And I want to, uh, with this uh, podcast, first of all, raise awareness for tinnitus and people who suffer from tinnitus and from hearing loss, but also give tips and tricks and strategies and uh, a fight against the myth that exists around tinnitus and really have a scientific view towards tinnitus. So my first interview partner, and I think this is a great one, will be Dr. Uh, uh, Professor Silvano Gallos from the University of uh, Mario Negri in uh, Italy. And he's an epidemiological expert 
um, to tinnitus and he will be talking a bit about the predicting factors of tinnitus and um, what it actually is that could potentially cause tinnitus and what groups of people have tinnitus in what different European countries I think he will be sharing but more of that in the interview coming up um, at the end of this month. Um, and another thing that uh, is obviously uh, the purpose of my uh, podcast here is that I am also promoting my own tinnitus coaching business, of course. Um, I have a lot of resources on my website, which is www.outringtinnitus.com. On my website, you can find pretty much uh, a lot of information, such as my frequently asked questions PDF. You can just click on um, my website and then subscribe to the newsletter if you like as well. Um, and I will send you that uh, frequently asked questions about tinnitus and maybe it's already helping you a bit to clear up some myth that you or misconceptions that you might have around tinnitus. Um, and another thing is that I um, really like to offer a, a free 45 minutes coaching session to everyone um, who would like it. And you can book that also through archingtinnitus.com slash book minus now. Um, And if you would like that, then we can uh, talk about uh, a coaching session or a coaching program for you individually, um, maybe four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks, depending on the intensity of your tinnitus, which will be measured by the tinnitus handicap inventory. You can Google that and look at all the questions. And week by week, we're checking out on how you're progressing, how you're feeling. Um, and that is the purpose of my tinnitus coaching, to get you um, uh, leading a better life despite the tinnitus and leading a normal life despite the tinnitus um, such as I was able to construct and build for myself and many of my clients have been able to do so already um, and yes and I also just want to use this podcast as a format to everyone out there to let them know that you're not alone with your tinnitus that tinnitus is a relatively normal but unfortunate condition and that even if you have a very very uh, annoying and intensive tinnitus it's not impossible to lead a normal healthy and happy lifestyle with family friends the your loved ones and having a job even that requires a lot of attention and focus um and that i'm here for you so um this is the first uh, podcast episode from Outring Tinnitus. I'm uh, very, very thankful and happy to uh, get to uh, do this. And then I would like to let you know that if you have any questions, you can always email me at frida at outeringtinnitus.com. Um, I'll leave that information as well in the description below. Um, and yes, then I wish you all the best. And until next time, goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it and it helps you on your way towards your best life despite tinnitus. If you'd like access to our exclusive online tinnitus membership community where you can access weekly videos, tons of content around the topics of tinnitus and sleep, acceptance and commitment and how cognitive behavioral therapy can help you to finally break the vicious cycle of suffering from your tinnitus. Yeah, just really build your best life despite tinnitus. Then please head over to www.mytinnitus.club where we have weekly events. You have the possibility to engage with other members, share your progress throughout taking courses of the Outring Tinnitus online coach program and really start living your best life again. Check it out under www.mytinnitus.club and I'll see you in the next podcast episode.
very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.